Welcome to Spark Creators, a podcast that empowers kids to learn, create, and become. This podcast invites creators and entrepreneurs from all over to share their stories and ideas. We believe every kid is creative. It's just a matter of taking that first step and starting now. We hope this podcast can inspire you to create something that makes a difference in the world. If you want to stay inspired, remember to subscribe. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. Or visit us at peachandplumlab.com slash podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Spark. I'm the host, Lee. And I'm the co-host, Yang. It is great to invite Jason Lee, the founder of Arichan, who was also featured on our Entrepreneur Kid book uh, series. So today we're going to chat about how can you be an entrepreneur. Before we get into the topic, let's learn a little about Jason. So Jason Lee, at the age of 14, founded iRetron, a social enterprise that buys, refurbishes, resells, and donates used electronics. Jason's business started small at Saratoga High School, where he fixed classmates' electronics. But he expanded by posting ads online, and his friends helped him promote the business at the local mall and nearby events. Soon, adults were buying Jason's services too, but he really wanted to go big. As a freshman in high school, Jason paid a family friend in pizza to help him build a website that would automate the buying and selling process. They launched the site iRetron.com in November 2011 when Jason was a sophomore. From there, business took off. iRetron started when the $2,000 loan from Jason's dad. The company then began to win business competition competitions pulling in $43,000 in prize money. Finally, in 2014, at 16 years old, Jason took the stage on ABC's Shark Tank, leaving with an investment of $100,000 from Barbara, Co. Corin, and Mark Cuban. That year, iRechon earned $2 million in revenue. That's very impressive. Hey, Jason, great to see you again. Um, as we visited you last year, uh, I mean, last time in 2017, when we were creating the children's book series mm-hmm. called Entrepreneur Kid. Yeah. Uh, I'm very impressed by your story, and I'm sure there are many kids and parents who would be very interested in knowing how you actually created your business when you were still in school. So can you tell us a little bit from the very beginning when you first fixed your own iPod um, until now, what kind of entrepreneurial endeavors have you done? Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. So thanks for having me, first first of all. Um, This is a lot of fun. And I think one thing um, about entrepreneurship as a kid is that it doesn't really matter what it is you work on as long as you care a lot about the subject. So I think a lot of people ask, you know, I want to be an entrepreneur. How do I do it? I think the the real first question is to figure out what it is you like to do, whether it's uh, video games or uh, learning to fix things. And once you're able to figure out what it is you care about, then you can figure out what problems you want to solve. And if you are like me, uh, usually what happens is things get out of hand. I didn't really plan for any of this. It's really impossible to plan for any of this uh, as a 14-year-old. I couldn't imagine where it would take me. But if you just keep working on it and you keep having fun, uh, things will just uh, happen the way it does. Great. Um, do you 
I guess, do you have your own beliefs or values that you really think it's important? Like, say, can you share one or two keywords with us? What do you yeah. really, you know, value and think it's really important as an entrepreneur? Absolutely. So I think a few things, and these apply to especially young entrepreneurs.、Uh, the first one is that、uh, the only way to create value, I think, is if you think differently and you act differently from other people. For example, everyone might have the same idea, and all your all your friends might all like the same things and all want to do the same things. And、um, if you kind of follow what everyone else is doing, you might. Achieve、uh, success, whatever success is measured by. For example, if your teacher tells the whole class, "This is what you have to study: A, B, and C," and you study those things, you'll probably get a hundred percent on the test, but you'll never get more than a hundred percent, and you'll never learn more than like the three things that your teacher told you. Same thing with like social circles, right? If all your friends have the same toys and all your friends are playing the same games. Uh, the only way that you're gonna be standing out, or the only way you can make a difference or add value to your friend group, is if you were to introduce a new game、uh, or a new activity for everyone. And so, I think it's really easy, not only for kids but also adults, to feel social pressure or or peer pressure,、uh, and and not just like you know for bad things, but just like peer pressure every day.、Uh, and so, I think the one thing that Entrepreneurs really need to, or if you want to be an entrepreneur, is don't worry about social pressures and really just try to be yourself and try to do what you think is right. So you do consider、yeah. peer pressure or social pressure is actually a good thing that keeps you going. Yeah,、uh, yeah, or like the fact that I don't listen to it,、um, right? So for example, when I was a kid,、uh, when I came to America, all my friends had Game Boys.、Um, every all my friends had like Game Boy DSs or like Nintendo DSs. I didn't have any of that, but what it taught me was that it's okay to not be the same as everyone else. It's okay to be different.、Uh, another good example is when we one time we were on a field trip, and our teacher told us that we could bring an iPod for like the bus ride. But at the time, I didn't have I didn't have an iPod.、Um, but I asked my dad, and he gave me like an MP3 like CD player. It was like like so much bigger than everyone else's, and he gave me two CDs. It was like Michael Bolton and Kenny G, and they're very lame artists,、uh, especially for like if you're in fourth grade.、Um, and but what it taught me again, right, is that everyone asks like, "Oh, Jason, what are you listening to?" And I had these artists that no one knew, but it taught me that it's okay to be different. And in the end, my music was actually a lot better than a lot of other kids' other like their music.、Um, so. Yeah, I think it just taught me that you don't have to care about what other people think, and you'll be okay even if you're different. Yeah, that's really cool because I remember on the book that it also featured, you know, when you were actually starting the businesses,、um, a lot of your classmates and was playing, you know, games and say, Jason, do you want to go to a movie tonight or do you want to go, you know, play soccer tonight? But you say you have a lot of other things going on that. Forces you know like stay home to do those things, yeah. So in that way, you are very different, you know, compared to your peers. And but that's who you are, right? Yeah, what you care yeah, about. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so today our topic is how can you be an entrepreneur, right? So especially as a middle schooler, I was curious and、uh, how can how to be an entrepreneur just like you. So do you care to share more? Yeah, absolutely. So. 
uh, again, I think the, the more important question is like, what do you really care about? I don't think entrepreneurs start from saying they want to be an entrepreneur. Uh, similarly, right, if you're if you want to win a Nobel Prize in physics or English, you don't start by saying, oh, I want to win a Nobel Prize. Now let's figure out what to study. Right. You always figure out that like you really love physics or you really love English and then you just keep working on it and you get better. And then one day um, you might win a Nobel Prize. So for me, it was that I, I really cared about the environment and I really wanted to do something good for the environment. Uh, I also really liked fixing things and those two kind of came together. And I realized that a business would be a really good way for me to keep working on the things that I liked without uh, without doing anything that I don't like. So I used to volunteer. I remember as a middle schooler, I used to volunteer at like a local park. But I really hated it because I had to wake up early on Saturday mornings. But if I started my own business, I could still do what I wanted to and not have to wake up as early. So really just figure out what it is you enjoy and then how how can you like use business and um, use technology to keep doing those things. Let's see, another, another thing I think is really important, especially as a middle schooler, is you have to recognize that you have more time and more ability to take risks than anyone else. What I mean by that is if you're an adult and you have kids and you have a house and you have to feed your family, uh, you have to just do your job and make sure that you know you take care of your family. But as a child, uh, especially if you're from you know a good area in California, you have so much freedom. You can do whatever you want. Um, like definitely take advantage, right, of of all this time. And if you're from if you're from a good area, uh, you might have really great parents. So don't be afraid to ask for you know a hundred dollars or uh, any little bit of money to get your project started. They would be very happy to, to 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 help sponsor you. I promise. Yeah, that's so true. Like I think as an adult, like now thinking back. Uh, just wondering, you know, like people would worry so much about, you know, like paying the bills and getting mm -hmm. things ready and then, um, you know, being able to keep their kids in school. And so you have to have a source, you know, of income that's stable. But as a kid, you don't really worry about those problems. When was the time that you, you know, like you start realizing this is a great opportunity to take advantage of the time, the free time that you have and also like to contribute, you know, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hmm. I don't know if I remember like a very specific time that I thought about this, but I don't know. I think one day I just realized I was like, I could do whatever I want um, and I can take so many risks and I can I can do projects. And if I fail, it's OK because no one expects you to succeed. Right. I think that, oh, that was probably what it was, was when I started, I made a YouTube video um, for as an ad. So I didn't pay for any ads. I didn't have money to pay for any like advertisements online. I just made YouTube videos. Again, I really liked making videos. So I made videos to post them on YouTube and that became like my commercial. And I think through all through all the progress of like of, of doing all these things, it, it, it showed me that no one no one really expects a 14 year old to do anything uh, or to succeed. Right. And if no one expects you to succeed, then you can just do whatever you want and like if you don't succeed, then it's okay. But if you do, then that's awesome. So there's no loss. There's no like negative 
risk is what I'm saying, right? Like no one's no one's looking at you. There's no pressure. So you can do whatever you want and and just have fun with it and just keep learning. I think that's the biggest thing is that you just got to keep learning. Yeah. Got it. Actually, through the experience uh, interviewing other entrepreneur kids, I also learned that as a kid, when you start something, you can actually get a lot of attention, like also a lot of help from adults or even media and many people who, you know, who wouldn't wanting to contribute to your endeavors. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah, absolutely. I think the only reason or one of the biggest reasons why I was successful with my project is because I was a kid. Right. If if uh, if the same person did the same project as an adult, I don't think it would be very interesting. Um, but because I was a, I was like literally a, a child, a lot of newspapers, a lot of like competitions are built for that. Um, even in college, right, there are like college pitch competitions where you can win real money, like twenty, thirty thousand dollars for just like doing a speech uh, for 10 minutes. And so there's so many resources out there and everyone wants to help you as a student. And so it's really helpful to kind of put on not not the act, but just to say like, oh, I'm a student. Um, I'm trying to learn. How can you help me? Everyone wants to help. Even today, I'm not a student anymore. But if I'm looking for help, I'll say I'm a student and I get way more responses. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So getting back to our topic, right, you talked about, um, like, say, how can you be an entrepreneur? You talked about, like, really find your interest, just go for it. And uh, also take risks, you know, like, don't really have to care about time, you know, like, and how people think about you. Do you have any, any other tips for yeah, our audience? Sure. Yeah, I think... Um... I think those two are really important for me, right? One is one is think differently and don't be afraid to be weird. Uh, don't be afraid if people laugh at you uh, because you're different as long as you really critically think about what you're doing and whether you care about it. Um, the other thing is that you shouldn't be afraid to take risks. Uh, and then finally, I think is um, a lot of a lot of in, in the tech community or in the entrepreneurship community, a lot of people say, like, don't be afraid to fail. Uh, but I don't think that's like the right way to think about it. Um, instead, I like to think about it as like, how do you define failure? Right. So to me, failure is, is doing something and not learning from the experience. So if you work on a project and the first time it doesn't work, uh, but you learn something, then that can be a very successful experience. Um, and but but if you didn't learn anything and the next time you try to do the same thing you make the same mistakes then that's when you failed so uh it depends on how you define failure but i think as long as you're learning um there's no reason why you should stop there's no reason why you should feel bad about whatever failure is because uh as long as you're as long as you're getting better you're not failing um so yeah that's probably the the third thing Definitely. Yeah. So I think I remember this um, book, right, called Think Fast or Slow. I think that's the name of it. Yeah, it was talking mm -hmm. about the growth mindset and fixed mindset, right? So oh, yeah, yeah, it's exactly what yeah you were saying, like, if you treat every uh, thing that you do, no matter like what the result is, even if it's failure, that it's still a growing, you know, experience, and it's still valuable to add to your lifetime, right? So that's very yeah, that's definitely very true. Yeah. So 
I was wondering when you just proposed this idea to your parents that you're going to start this company. So I was just uh-huh. wondering what their first thought was. Yeah, especially as an Asian parent, you know, who probably have like different expectations for you. Yeah. yeah even when you were very young. Yeah, right? Right, right, right. I think, hmm, one thing, one, first of all, I think one thing that people, um, or people imagine it to be just like, oh, like one day I had an epiphany and I really wanted to do this. And then it's like, you know, all of a sudden it came together. But it's not like that. It, it really takes a long time to really like, you know, work things out. It took me a whole year from having an idea of something. It probably wasn't even this idea uh, to building out the website, right? It really started from like me not wanting to wake up early to plant trees and then, you know, breaking a phone and then realizing I could fix the phone. And and then my friends started like sending me their phones to start fixing um, and then I started, you know, uh, like talking to friends across the school, uh, people that I didn't even know. And they were like, oh, I need my phone fixed. Right. And so it, it comes very, very slowly. I think my parents definitely support me and I'm very lucky for that. But there have been times when, um, you know, school and grades need to come first where I'll, I'll be working very late on this project, but my grades are not as good and my parents would get upset at me. Um, so I think, yeah, to me, you just have to balance and figure out what works for you. I think grades were, are really important and you can oftentimes figure out, uh, how you, what the, what like you learn in the classroom and how you can apply it outside of the classroom and also like your projects outside and how do you like incorporate that back in, into your schoolwork. Um, but I think ultimately just, uh, do your best, have fun and, listen to your parents sometimes <laughs> most of the time <laughs> <laughs> that's right yeah so uh, how much how much help do you think that you have you know gotten when you started this from your parents oh oh like all of it i don't think i would have been able to do any of this without my parents i think all of my success with the project comes from my parents i think all of my success uh from everything comes from my parents right so first of all like they came to america and they brought me over to America, and that's privilege in itself that I don't have to worry about. Um, they made sure that I could always have food on the table, and I never had to worry about food and basic living needs, which is another big, huge blessing. Um, I think because, they, oh, they also care a lot about my education, right? And so they encourage me to do things and take risks, uh, and they really pushed me to have a good education. And that's another thing I'm, I'm really thankful for. Um, and then finally, for the particular project for Iritron, right, like they would drive me to the malls to, to like have to like f- hand out flyers. If I ever had a conference to attend, my dad would take time off of work and drive me. Um, of course, he gave me a little bit of money to start the business and to start the website and to like purchase the new the first like set of phones but more than anything else right uh is that i think he was there when i got tired sometimes when you're starting a business or when you're trying to do a big project sometimes you just like feel like you don't want to do it anymore and uh he's always there checking in be like oh how are things going and pushing me even when i didn't want to do the project so yeah i think my mom my dad even my sister, my sister, uh, I remember when I first printed my, um, like 
what, what is it like those like cards right you're like business cards um my sister she was in second grade and she brought them to her classroom she didn't know what she was doing but she brought it to class and like shared it with her classmates which i think is super cute but also it's like a full family effort and i think that's one thing that maybe immigrant families um have more is that we feel like a whole team i think um yeah, I don't see my parents as just like mom and dad, but we're like a whole team, right? So if my parents need help with what they're working on in Chinese school, I will always be down to help. If my sister needs help, I'll always do the same. Um, and I always know that they're there for me. Wow. Yeah, that's really yeah impressive. Uh, I knew your story. So a little bit about your big hearts and as an entrepreneur is always, you know, like a great thing to learn. Uh, because since you were really uh, young, like you, you already start thinking about giving back to your parents, like do not want to give them burden. So you wanted to earn like $3 as your lunch money, right to start yeah. your business and stuff like that. So especially like your business is also really related to like saving the environment, you know, like reduce um, digital pollution to the world. And how come you have such empathy to people and to the world? And and one thing that your mom also told me about is that how, how kind, you know, like how amazing, like you have this like, uh, heart towards like other people and to a lot of a lot of things. Yeah, like, so I'm, I'm curious about um, because your business is also part of, you know, social enterprise, you know, because it really helps. Yeah. I think, well, first of all, I think I can definitely be a better person, right? Every day, I think I could, I could be a, a kinder and uh, more giving person. Um, I don't know why this resonates with me, but I think it's probably, again, because of what my parents instilled in me. I think my parents are very giving people. And it showed me that, I don't know, I don't really know. I just, I just know that I have a lot of fun solving these big problems. Sometimes like the biggest problems it, are the, are the ones that affect people. I don't think it's that I, you know, I don't, I don't go into projects, uh, every day saying like, oh, like I just want to, I just want to help people or I want to do this purely because I want to help people. I still think that a lot of, a, a large part of the projects are because I think they're interesting and I want to um, challenge myself. So yeah, I think the, for example, like trying to, trying to make lunch money as a middle schooler, that really mattered to me that I, I could be independent and that my parents, they work, um, they work so hard and I don't think it's fair for, for me to just like, I don't Sorry, this is a hard question. Let me try again. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Yeah, because I I was researching and I saw the mercurynews.com has a paragraph that actually describes you as Jason, the founder of Aritron and senior at Saratoga High, is now one of the world's 50 smartest teenagers, according to the best schools, an independent organization without ties to any educational um, institution. So Jason, along with his peers, was selected on the basis of a variety of weighted factors, including overall academic excellence, IQ, and most importantly, their impacts of a given field, right? So have you start thinking when you wanted to do something, do you ever, you know, think about what kind of impact would you create to the world? Or in another way, like you're just purely based on your interest, don't worry about yeah. impact in the beginning. Right, 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 right. I think it, 
I think either either option is is valid. It really depends on who you are. For example, I I can I can talk a little bit about this. I don't think there's a wrong answer. Um, at the time, I really I really did like to work on projects that were really impactful and could help a lot of people. Uh, I think I was very lucky growing up in California in a good neighborhood, and I think it was my responsibility to give back and to make a difference. So. I think that's where my love of like you know environmental efforts or education came from, um, because I really like the mountains and I really like driving through the mountains. I also really like learning, uh, and I think education is super powerful. And so those are those are the things that I care about, and I wish to make an impact. So like right now, I care a lot about education, and I would love to uh, spend the rest of my life you know solving public education um, in America or in the world. Uh, but also in college, I went through a, a, a period of time where I just re really wanted to focus on myself. And I studied more art, more poetry, more like photography. And those things may not have like very big impacts on society. Uh, and they were more so for myself. But now uh, I can take those learnings, right? Um, how to be a better writer, how to be a better reader, um, how to do research in academia and how to apply those to make more impact into the fields that I want. So again, I think it's all about doing what you think is interesting and doing what you believe is valuable because what you believe is valuable might change, but as long as you're learning and you're able to apply everything you've learned before to the new things that you care about, I think that's that's the most fun part about about doing these things. All right, so um, I also have a question. So I also did some research, right, about how you have to, you have like three different startup companies now and you're in college. So you have to like juggle all these different tasks. So yeah. do you have any tips of how you would manage your time? Yeah, I think for me, I, I'm not very good at time management. So first of all, I don't know if you want to take advice from me. Um, but for me, it's not so much about time management as much as like value. I don't, I don't, I don't know what the term is, but how I like to think about it is any, at any moment, if I were to just like stop and I don't know, if, I were to, if like the world was to, was to end right now, would I be happy doing what I was doing? Um, if I watched YouTube videos for five hours and I asked myself that question, then I would probably not be very happy. But if I you know, failed a test because I worked on this project that I really cared about. Um, and someone told me like, yeah, the world is ending. Would you be happy? I might say, yeah, I am. And so it really, I think uh, at any moment, you should always be doing the things that you can have longer term goals, right? So like maybe I have a long term goal and I'm going to do small things to get there. Um, but at any moment of the, of like the step, I should be very happy and very satisfied with what I'm, what I'm doing and also what it helps to achieve. If I'm at a party and I really just wanted to like relax, uh, you know, that's also a valid thing to do. Yeah. I think that's like the one question that I like to ask myself is like, if the world were to end, like, would you be happy with where you are and what you're doing at this very second? 
so yeah, that's that's kind of how I think about it. That's very interesting. Yeah, like it's a it's a value based rather than time based, you know, arrangement, right, for your daily life. Yeah, I guess you know one like last question we can ask is like, what are you up to now, Jason? I'm sure you have gone through a lot, you know, in college and also now. Like,、um, was thinking about something else. You mentioned that you're passionate about education, and yeah, what are you up to now? And what is your goal for the future? Yeah, absolutely. So right now,、um, Iretron is still running. It's running in California. We have a few、uh, employees.、Uh, by now, it's become more of like a family business. So, or I don't really have too much time to look after the day-to-day operations. But it's running, and、uh, I look after maybe an hour a week to maintain the business.、Uh, otherwise, I'm currently in Boston. I'm working at a company called Drift as a product manager. So、uh, I joined Drift about a year ago after I graduated college because I really wanted to learn how to build better products and how to run an organization. Drift is really good at doing both, and so. My my idea is that I've started all these projects, and if I were to start another one, it would probably look very similar to the first like few that I did. So in order for me to get better, and in order for me to really build something that's like ten times better、um, than Iretron, I need to gather more skills and I need to get more experience. And so I really want to learn how to build better products and how to run、um, a good organization. And I think that's what I'm doing at Drift. I would also love to continue learning more about education,、um, maybe even be a teacher one day, and then start a an organization or a company to help solve public education. I think that's that's where I am. Oh, okay. So thank you, Jason, for sharing your stories and insight on how anybody can start. And、uh, today we learned that so you should keep chasing your dreams and find what you enjoy, your passion.、Uh, also, to stand out from the crowd, to be individual and do things that others wouldn't. And finally, just to take risks, risks, and that、uh, kids have less responsibility, so you should try new projects when you're younger. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Jason, and thanks for everyone who are listening to Spark by Entrepreneur Kid, where all kids are empowered to learn, create, and become. I'm the host Lee. I'm the co-host Yingyao. We will see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Spark Creators Podcast at PeachandPlumLab.com.